When something happens to your car, you might say, But what you really need to say is something that can actually help. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, State Farm is there to help you file your claim right on the State Farm mobile app. So just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Are you ready to move your career forward? Make your comeback with Purdue Global and get college credit for your work, school, life, or military experiences. With these credits, you may have already completed up to 75% of your undergraduate degree. You've worked hard to get where you are. It's time to get the recognition you deserve and earn a degree you'll be proud of, one that employers will trust and respect. When you take the next step in your life and career, make it count with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Living life as a gringo Where you question Where you fit And every time you mingle They say you do this With not enough that My rapping is really bad <laughs> This life as a gringo Yes, hello And welcome to another episode Of Life as a Gringo I am Dramos, of course Man, it's Thursday So that means it's our Thursday Trends episode And my guest today Is family, man She's a part of my LA TV family she hosts a show on the network called Shades of Beauty. She's also the author of the new book, Cafe con Leche. Yoi Apolinaro, how you feeling? I'm feeling good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. I mean, I'm, I'm excited to talk to you for so many reasons, aside from the fact that we are LA TV family, <laughs> gang gang. But, <laughs> you know, I also have been seeing your book pop up a whole bunch, like randomly on my timeline, which is really cool. Uh, to kind of like, oh you know, gosh, the synergy and all of that, right? It, it I didn't even kind of wasn't uh, too familiar because I know your show was kind of new. And then seeing that, man, you are mm -hmm. the person behind this book that I've been seeing a lot of people repost. And it's good to, to, to meet you and get to talk to you. Oh, it's so nice to meet you and get to talk to you, too. That's crazy that it's been popping up on your timeline. That's wild how yeah. that works. <laughs> the <Absolutely>. algorithm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. So, I mean, listen, I want to dive into the book. I want to dive into the TV show. But first, if it's cool with you, I want to kind of touch on some current events and get your thoughts on them. All right, let's go. Perfect. So today, man, we're going to get into a few different things. We're going to talk about Puerto Rico and, and the Supreme Court ruling, man, that, uh, that has a lot of people pissed off, to be honest with you. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk a incident in Ohio where there has been a, man, you can't put it any other word, a hate crime against some Latin students who were speaking Spanish. We'll talk about that. And then, man, on a positive note for Army Hente segment, his name is just a reoccurring figure in this segment because he keeps doing amazing things. We'll talk the latest thing Bad Bunny has done to knock down the doors for Latinos. And then, of course, later on the show, we have our Ask a Gringo segment. So I'll ask y'all a question 
based upon one of the stories that we're talking about today. So we'll get into all that, but let's kick things off as we always do, man, uh, kind of diving right into some of the nonsense, and we'll do it in a segment we call For the People in the Back. Say a lot for the people in the back. Okay, so I mean, if I'm not mistaken, you are what, half Puerto Rican, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah, half Puerto Rican, half Afro-Colombian. Beautiful. So, I mean, let's talk a bit about Puerto Rico because uh, Puerto Rico was in the news this last week when you had the Supreme Court uh, denying an effort that was made to require Social Security benefits to go to the people of Puerto Rico. And this was an eight to one decision. The lone person who sat out on this one, the lone dissenter was uh, Justice Sonia Sotomayor. Mm-hmm. And and basically this keeps Puerto Rican residents from receiving the benefits that every other American in this country gets, yeah. which is uh, things like supplemental uh, security income for, for the elderly, uh, blind and disabled individuals. And and this is an act that, again, you know, these these benefits were made to go to U.S. citizens, which Puerto Ricans are. Yeah. And and for anybody who has some sort of pushback on this, I know that there's also a lot of talk that, you know, Puerto Rico doesn't contribute when it comes to federal taxes. But the reality is Puerto Rico uh, is exempt from federal income tax, mm-hmm. but they do pay federal taxes for things like Social Security, Medicare and unemployment taxes. So. Man, I know as a as a Puerto Rican, as a Latino, as a human being, uh, for me, this was was really kind of heartbreaking and really frustrating to see. I mean, I'd love to kind of hear your take and your thoughts on it. I mean, it's definitely heartbreaking. My family is very fresh from the island. I'm first generation. Mm. So mm-hmm. when I talk uh, to my family back home, a lot of the things we're talking about is retiring on the island, or returning to the right. island or going to be with the family that we have left there and i feel like now those plans kind of have to be redirected and thought out again Mm -hmm. because of stuff like this Mm -hmm. i'm like how does that affect people who were born and raised on the island went back to the mainland and then came Mm -hmm. decided to go back what does that mean for them what does it mean for my family that was on the island never left Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i don't know it just it puts things in another perspective. It makes things a little more difficult, more than they already were. Yeah. Right, right. And and to me, it also just continues to point out this like glaring fact that we've all known, but a lot of people try and deny. And it's that the United States will never see us as equals, right? No. They will they will never they don't want to see us as equals. They don't see any benefit in it. And if things like this, I mean, Hurricane Maria, the lack of support, all of the above, right? Yeah. Continues to do so. But you still have people, even on the island, who like have this idea of the great white savior, right? America coming to save them yes. and statehood being the answer and all these things. And it's like, bro, they're, they're showing you their hand. Like they don't give a damn about you or the, your well-being. You know what I'm saying? It's just it's crazy to me. Yeah, they don't give a damn. And I don't know. I'm like. Why don't we, not why don't we learn, but the U.S. has shown us, like, Mm -hmm. through history, you go back, the proof is in the pudding. They're not coming to save us, but they will come by and buy up all the land from the Puerto Ricans. Yes, right. (laughs) So they won't save us, but they'll use us for their tourism. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And then and then the local government, you know, will again do whatever they can to bring more white people to the island, essentially, because that that is money in their pocket. They'll sell the the souls of the, the very citizens who they're supposed to be looking after. You know, it's a really, man, just tragic situation. It really is. And it, it is tough because I'm like, I don't think I wouldn't even trust statehood being the answer based right. on the relationship with the U.S. that we've had in the past. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's a very frustrating pla- place to kind of be. Uh, you have on one hand, like the local government, which you feel like you can't really trust all that much. But then at the same time, the U.S. has shown you that you can't trust them, you know. Yeah. Uh, so it's definitely a really, a really difficult, you know, time period for, for Puerto Rico. And I think things like this are, are proving that at the end of the day, a decision has to be made in one way or the other, you know. Um, we can't keep being in this limbo state where we're getting certain things but not getting others. You know, it just doesn't make sense anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I entirely agree. It definitely feels like we've been in a state of limbo for years. I think we got to stand on our own two feet. I don't know. <laughs> I agree. I, I think I think I think that's the answer. And we, we definitely can can do it. I mean, and, and let's kind of move to another story here in the states that kind of proves my my point almost how I started about never being seen as equals. Now, there was this. Um, these students in in uh, Ohio, right? These these mm-hmm. Latin students, uh, Isabella Palma and Antonella Belcito, and they're students of New Albany, a suburb of Columbus, Ohio, and they were actually attacked by another student last week for speaking Spanish while getting off the school bus. Okay, and <laughs> right, <laughs> so obviously more of the same of what we know but also it still is frustrating and and what makes it even worse is when you hear the school district reacting or lack of the school district has still not released a statement about the incident but did suggest to the girl's mother that maybe they can come up with a work from home plan if she's too afraid to go back to school but what's the plan for the other girl right right Exactly. And and and, and that one last stat I want to I want to bring up and I, I'd love to hear your full blown reaction because uh, they, they bring up this this idea that over the past few years, hate crimes against Latinos and people of color have been rising in shocking numbers. And they're saying that in 2019 alone, there were 527 reported hate crimes against Latinos. I mean, we've seen different things and this is just what's being reported. We yeah. all have lived experience that went unreported. Yeah. I mean, man, you hear stories like this one. I mean, what what do you feel? I don't know. I feel like halfway shocked because we live in a time where it feels, especially me living in LA, it feels so progressive. Mm -hmm. It feels so inclusive. It feels I'm in the middle of the industry. So I'm literally watching the industry go from all white spaces to now I'm seeing black and Latinos on Gap ads and Hollister ads, which like blew my mind. So I'm like, I see the growth. But then again, you read stories like this and Mm-hmm. I, I get out of the LA bubble and just mm-hmm. go like 200 miles away elsewhere, and I, yeah, I sense the stillness, the lack of growth. Right. But yeah, I need to know what happened to the other child, and where's where's <laughs> right disciplinary action? What happened? Like you would think, yeah, that that would be the first to me that should be the first thing. Like, all right, we should not let that child go back to school. You know what I'm saying? Like, why? Why the girl who got attacked has to stay home because she's afraid of being attacked? Why not just take the person out who attacked her? It just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. And uh, I just hate when the systems falter, like the system you're supposed to mm. look towards for help, like we just talked yeah. about with Puerto Rico. Right. 
Yeah. You have to go to, through the chain of command. You got to go through the principal. You got to go through mm-hmm. um, the school district. And if nothing happens, yeah. it's just like, okay, what's, what are y'all for? Right, right. It's frustrating because it's like nobody's here to protect us. The people who are supposed to protect us, who are getting the check, you know, and, and basically with tax money, we're paying for them to have a, a job. They're not doing their job, right? Yeah. And it, it's it's frustrating also because you have a lot of white America that is in this denial, right? Like I get a lot of backlash on my podcast. I was just reading a comment today, even though I know I shouldn't. <laughs> but like it was some obvious like, you know, uh, you know, some like Karen, who's obviously triggered by the fact that I'm talking about the Latino experience here in the U.S. And her comment was like, the U.S. is for everybody. Get over yourself. And it's like, bro, look at cases like this one. It's not. Your experience is completely different yeah. than that of people of color in this country. Who are you to tell somebody what their lived experience is? You know what I'm saying? And like, it's it's just wild to me that that people still try and like push this narrative of of like the u.s being this so the so-called inclusive place and listen obviously there is to a degree but that don't mean that that there isn't a long history and generations of hate being passed down i mean those kids like where do you think they got it from that girl that felt comfortable enough attacking that student for for hearing somebody speak spanish where does that where do you think that came straight from from the bruise straight from the trees exactly yo it's it's just crazy to me like people want to be blind they don't want to see it you know what i'm saying there's like such fragility out there yes there really is and i think that's another thing i'm like really trying to find acceptance in just for my mental Mm -hmm. health like there are people that refuse to change no matter what and you will you can lay it out in front of them yeah logically black and white no gray in the middle and they will still find a reason to be like well Maybe she wasn't attacked for speaking Spanish. I, maybe right. it was for. And I'm like, <laughs> right, right. I don't know, man. It is frustrating. You, you never hear something like this if there's a kid speaking Italian or something like, right? Like all that kind of stuff. It's like, oh, cool, you can speak Italian. You know what I'm saying? Like, but Spanish is obviously because you think of immigrants and all yes. the hatred that goes towards that. People associate it with that, and it's like, don't speak that here, type of thing, you know? And it's. It, it's really man it's it's scary it's frustrating and I, and I definitely agree with what you're saying yeah. about wanting to protect your own mental health because it can be exhausting right it's exhausting to, like i feel like yeah. a hamster on a wheel like you're just <laughs> running and going and fighting and you're like is, is anything changing or am i still in the same spot right Oof. right it's it, it it's so true and it's it's just it's scary to think in 2022 we still hear that and then you still have people you know, wanting to deny that. And at at the end of the day, I think, you know, what people who are still denying have to realize, like, this isn't a a character attack on you. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's the system that created the mindsets that allow things like this to happen, you know, and 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 that make things like this get passed down from generation to generation. And we all have cultural blind spots. Yeah, right? We definitely. all have some some sort of thing that we could improve upon that we learn from when we get out of our immediate bubble and yes. things like that, right? Yeah. And like I don't know why that's such a hard concept for like a lot of white people to wrap their brain around in this country. I don't know. And it just, it's more helpful when they do because it mm-hmm. means more from yeah. another white person to tell the child, right. the mother of that child, Hey, you're wrong. Where did mm-hmm. this child get this from? It means right. more when it comes from your own community, when you check your own community. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I just feel like if they just like took off this, like, shield over their eyes for a second right. like, okay 
that was wrong. Let me right. think about it. It meant more. It sucks that it had to be this way, but it meant more when thousands of white people were at Black Lives Matter marches. Yeah. In right. the last year in the pandemic. It meant more for right. them to see Absolutely. the police provoke peaceful protests mm-hmm. and not just mm-hmm. read about it and be like, that's not true. You guys are inciting violence. Right. Like it meant right. more for you to be there on the front lines and see yeah. what's happening. Absolutely. Oh, right. Man. Yeah. I mean, because it, it it validates the fact that there is an issue, because when you have people who aren't the ones who are being affected by it still saying this is a problem. Yeah. Then you, you're like if any rational person has to stop for a second, and be like, oh, wait, maybe there is a problem because somebody who literally has zero like skin in the game is <laughs> is recognizing the issue at hand. Right. And that's why white allies are so important and then and then also i mean even coming full circle to your conversation about mental health there are just some people that you will never change right they've made a choice they've drawn their their line in the sand this is what they want to choose to believe and and you know we we can't you know force them to drink right you could take a a horse to water but you can't force it to drink yeah it's you just have to have some acceptance in that and and allow yourself to somehow some way also not be kind of tainted in like a cynical way towards your outlook towards the, the rest of the world yeah yeah you're right and i just there's a lot of people that i meet that still don't have like acquaintances or friends of different diverse backgrounds so when you read mm-hmm. these stories online or see them in the news you can't connect them yeah. with a face that you know and i feel like right. that's what's been helping a lot of people there's more mixed children i've seen than ever before mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah. so now these white grandpas and grandmas can connect a mm-hmm. little brown face with a Tamir yeah. Rice, 12 years old, being right. shot yeah. by the police. Like, mm-hmm. when you don't have that connection and you, you aren't in a position to receive and to learn and to just be mm-hmm. open from yeah. what you know and what you have grown up thinking, you put yourself in a position and just not, not receive anything and, not, and just stay in the same place. And right. Right. Continue to be sheltered. Shoot. <laughs> sadly, sadly, some people will uh, will choose that route, you know, nine times out of ten, unfortunately. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a sad, a sad fact. But but again, you know, you can't allow it to be something that drags you down or waste too much time change, trying to change something that will never change or doesn't want to be changed. Yeah, you know? you're right. And I think that there's also something to be said about. I don't know. I'm like, what what is the racial background of that school that child went to. Mm. Sure. I mean, it's Ohio, so who knows? That, like, I also really believe in being around, like, a diverse population. Right. Or at least, like, my own people. Yeah. And it sucks that it has yeah. to be that way because I should be able to send my child wherever I want to send my child. Right. But safety-wise, those things can't help but cross your mind, right? Like, and that's... Uh, that's again the lived experience that people can't understand. You know, like where where I live right now, like somebody they have contractors working on a, on the house next to me, and one of the dudes has a Confederate flag on it on on his van, right? Oh god! And and I see that, and I immediately am tense. I'm immediately uncomfortable yeah. for the fact that I have somebody like that in such close proximity to my home. You know, and and my girl stays here and things like that. Like it yeah. makes me uncomfortable just seeing that right there, right? Yeah. And I think that's what a lot of people miss 
you know, uh, when it when it comes to this conversation, like, sure, the idea of America is that it's for everybody. Yeah. But that's just not the reality of everyday life. You know, we have too many instances, as people of color, that remind us mm-hmm. that, you know, we are are looked down upon in the society and that it wasn't built for us to prosper. You know, yeah. and again, that's a, a, a little experience that I'm pointing out, but I can guarantee you no other white person would have that feeling right like of uneasiness. Mm-hmm. They might be like, oh, man, that's like crazy. That this dude is still flying it in 2022. But they wouldn't have a, a feeling of fear come over them by seeing this person, you know, around their house every day. Right. And that's kind no. of the point I, I'm trying to drive home to people. Yeah. You wouldn't they wouldn't even think twice. Right. It's not even a thought for them. And the fact that you meet you immediately get like nervous, you immediately get like, right. OK, all right. Noted they, that, that doesn't mm-hmm. even have to be noted for them. It's just kind of right. like you live without that. Right. You have the privilege Absolutely. to live without that. Right. Exactly. And that's what I think a lot of white people who are fighting so hard against us have to realize, like there is this lived experience that you can't possibly have. And you just have to understand that, you know, and and as hard as it is, you just have to take our word for it to a degree because there are too many factual things to back up these these statements as well. Yeah. And again, it doesn't make sense for all these people, all these people of color to be telling the same story and live in different places. Right. That doesn't, right. You right. Ha- right. can't be making it up. <laughs> you know what right. I'm so right. It's not only Ohio, Absolutely. it's other parts of America. Mm-hmm. I'm like, none of these people are connected. And right. the same situations are sprouting up. So that really, that's proof enough that there's a real issue here that hasn't yes. gone away. Because one of the biggest things of, is um, people act like we're still in slavery. Slavery was so long ago. Mm-hmm. This and that. Mm-hmm. Oh, America is the land of the free. You can do whatever you want mm-hmm. here. You can right. to a certain extent. It's nice on paper. Right. But when you still have these really old, like, ideals just floating around mm-hmm. and being mm-hmm. passed down through generations, it, it doesn't go away. Right. It, if right. anything, it becomes stronger because it's going against everything else happening around them. Right, right. They're they're like taking the, the stance of like a defensive animal almost, you know what I'm saying? Like, and it, and it makes it even worse. All right, so I know we've been talking about a lot of heavy stuff. So let's lighten it up a little bit with our Mijente segment where we honor somebody from our community who is doing incredible work. So we'll get into that. But first, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. When something happens to your car, you might say, But what you really need to say is something that can actually help. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, State Farm is there to help you file your claim right on the State Farm mobile app. So just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, 
Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Let's talk Bad Bunny, who just seems to be, man, just doing anything he damn well pleases in this world and is just knocking down door after door yeah. after door. Now, this this week we saw him uh, announced as being the star in El Huerto, which is the first Marvel film that will ever be led by a Latino. And it's a it's a spinoff of uh, Spider-Man. And it's it's just a huge moment from that line right there. Like, again, I'm going to reread that. The first Latino-led Marvel film. And Bad Bunny is that dude doing that. He's the dude starring. We talked about kind of, you know, what we're seeing and changing in Hollywood and stuff like that. And I mean, as much as these other stories we talk about kind of bring us back down to reality. Yeah. There also, I think, is this joy when you hear something like this, though, right? Yeah, I love to hear that. I love to hear that he's such a big star. And mm-hmm. most of his songs don't have English. Like him and Rosalia, right. like it's yeah. refreshing to know that I live mm-hmm. in a time where there's songs to be number one on the charts and yes. half of the people listening don't even understand what they're saying. That's yeah, beautiful. That, that, that's so powerful. That's so powerful. Because you had for so long, the Latin artists had to make an English speaking album in order to cross over, right? Mark Anthony, yes. uh, Selena. You know, so like uh, Enrique Iglesias had to become an English artist, you know, so like, yeah, you know, it, 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 that is huge. I feel like that is go, people talk about it, but still is not talked about as much as it should be like his dedication to that. Yeah, right. It's beautiful. It's a really beautiful thing to see. And I'm just I'm excited because I know there's more coming and there's mm-hmm. maybe the next time there's a big film is Latino led and there's different kinds of Latinos because we're not a monolith. Right. We don't all yeah. come from the same culture. There's yep. <laughs> hundreds of countries, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So absolutely, I'm just excited to see that exposure grow even more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's such a beautiful thing. I think, and again, I think a lot of people don't, don't realize this. And I had um, Alvaro Diaz on the show and he, he kind of broke it down like in such a way where he was talking about whenever he saw somebody from Puerto Rico winning, it felt like he was winning, like he interpreted it as his own win. He felt that same type of joy as if it was happening for him. Yes. And like how that's how people in, in their community felt. And that's why they're so like fanatical about this stuff, because it genuinely does feel that way. When when one of us win, it feels like we're all winning. Yeah, it feels because you see yourself. You see yourself mm. in the media, on TV. You see yeah. it looks like a mirror. You're like, oh, that person came from my background and they're doing these right. big things. And I. I can do that too. It's possible. Yeah. Right. And I, I feel like a lot of white people don't understand that because they always see themselves. So they don't know what it feels yeah. like to mm-hmm. have that void of not seeing yeah. yourself in this world that you're living in. It's right. made for you. Right. But when it's not right. made for you and that little, that little unicorn comes out of nowhere in mm-hmm. a Mark Anthony and a J-Lo or Bad Bunny, you're like, 
Yeah. Wow. Like it can really happen. Right. You know? Yeah. Ugh. Absolutely. I, I love like because I, I could just feel you basking in the moment. I just think it's such a beautiful, <laughs> a beautiful thing. I mean, but so let, let's now talk about something that actually is is yours, a celebration that is yours. Let's talk about this book, Cafe con Leche. And, and uh, on it, you have uh, the subtitle, I Didn't Know I Was Black. I mean, let's let's <laughs> talk about this book. What does all of that mean? Let's unpack it a little bit. Anybody who hasn't seen it kind of floating around. Yeah. So basically, the subtitle gives it all away. I grew up hmm. most of my childhood until I was like 17 completely unaware that I was black. I didn't know. I knew my father was from Colombia. I knew my stepfather mm -hmm. was Cuban. But when you mm -hmm. ask them, where are you? They probably sure. say I'm Cuban, I'm Colombian. Right. So up until maybe like six, five years ago, my dad would kind of get offended when people asked him if he was black. Because he, he has a strong accent and, you know, people mm -hmm. are curious and people want to know. Yeah. So I've right. been around to multiple, multiple situations where people just be like, where are you from? Are, are, you, are you black? And he's like, no, no, mm -hmm. no, I'm Colombian. So right. I was just, again, like how we talked about how things get passed down. I was learning yeah. from that and taking right. that into the world. So mm -hmm. when people would ask me or people would inquire about my family, I would just say I'm Puerto Rican and Colombian. and yeah, I I grew up in like I'd like to say three different worlds because I grew up in mm -hmm. dance studios in the suburbs mm -hmm. where it was yeah. predominantly white, yep, or white American or like white Latina, and like second third generation white Latina. So they're very Americanized, very settled. Yeah, and then in my school it was entirely black because I went to schools in black neighborhoods and at home mm -hmm. it was fresh we like to say fresh off the boat Latino like we just, we just got here <laughs> yeah. what's up what, what are we doing right right and I noticed in my dance studio world the white world they had so many questions about me my sister mm -hmm. why am I mm -hmm. co this color why is my sister this color is your dad black and I'd be like no and then he would pick me up from dance and they would be like what <laughs> right this <laughs> man is obviously he's really dark chocolate so they would be confused yeah. and i was there yeah. confusing them so, right. <laughs> the book just walks through all of those situations yeah. and it takes me back to how i thought how i felt when people inquired about that and they kind of mm -hmm. looked at me or like even laughed after i replied and like, what are y'all laughing at mm. what's funny yeah and it even goes goes into what we have to work on in the Latino community amongst each other. Because yeah. I feel, I really heavily feel that we go unchecked. We mm. really go unchecked because yeah. a lot of the things that are in our culture are so embedded. We're, we're mm -hmm. just finding out that it's bad. We're yeah. just finding out that not all Negro is like the nickname Negro. Mm -hmm. Like as much as we like to defend, well, everyone has a nickname and it could be Blanco. It could be, it could be Flaca. Right. It could be Gordo. Like, yeah, it, it's also, it's not really cool to just give someone a nickname without their consent to just do it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Especially right. if you don't know that person like that. So, mm -hmm. or say things like when a lot of this happened to my family because mm -hmm. my mom's Spaniard descent, Puerto Rican. Like we know mm -hmm. when our family, yeah. we, we can trace when our family came to Puerto Rico. Yeah. So we're very fair skinned, dark black hair and like narrow yeah. noses, very Spaniard. Mm -hmm. And then 
both of my siblings have black fathers, very chocolate. So it was mm-hmm. nothing. It was not a second thought on their mind for my family to say, well, okay, we, we have to straighten this hair because it's too much or don't put mm-hmm. that baby in the sun. because It's going to get too dark. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I didn't think twice about it growing up because right. I'm in my bubble. You know, you, you yeah, it's normalized. It's normalized. Yeah. And yeah. it wasn't until I got older and started looking around, started reading more, getting more knowledge and just taking a second to think back. I'm like, that wasn't cool. It yeah. wasn't cool that this certain family member said, I, you look just like your daddy. Like you're not, mm. you're not burnt. And I, yeah. I remember feeling weird then. I'm like, he's burnt. How do you mean he's burnt? <laughs> Yeah. But she doesn't mean he's really dark. <laughs> yeah, that stuff's yeah. not cool. And I, I feel like yeah. if if we, like the younger generation, mm-hmm. don't go back and be like, all right, let's talk about this. Like, what's right. going on? What happened? Where we get this from? Why are we doing this? We're going to mm-hmm. continue it. Yeah. So I just go through all of all of my life and all the things that like made me feel uneasy as a child and mm-hmm. as an adult. And honestly, the book was just a whole therapy session for me. Right, I'm sure. It was just a whole, like, looking in the mirror moment on paper. Yeah. What made you What made you kind of get inspired to, to write it, though? Like, was there something where you were just like, all right, I got to just get all of this out? Did <laughs> something happen? Or it was kind of over time? Um, over time, I started in the pandemic because we had so much time. I'm a professional yeah. dancer. So when the right. pandemic started, my industry just stopped. And I had yeah. all this time, but I still wanted to create. My wife has basically her own production company. She has her own cameras, lights, mm. and we create our own content. So I was like, I want to mm-hmm. really use this time. I'm not busy to just create mad yeah. content. I want to make a short film. So I started writing yeah. out a short film about a funny memory my mom had when she was little. Yeah. And I wrote like two pages of that script and I was like, when am I going to do this? I need like yeah. five children. I need <laughs> so many things and the world yeah. is at a standstill. So how am I going right. to get this done? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So when I was having that epiphany, how am I going to get this done in the middle of a pande- pandemic? Yeah. The I like to call it the international civil rights movement happened mm. because, mm. and I say international because Everyone was marching. We were yeah. marching here. They were marching in New Zealand. They were marching in Europe. Yeah. It, it touched mm-hmm. the globe. So yeah. then the international civil rights movement happened. And I saw the comments, the people, the bickering, the back mm-hmm. and forth, the right. everyone just taking off <laughs> their robes and revealing their racism. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. And yeah. for like lack of words, and just one word, I was triggered. Triggered, mm-hmm. and I felt like all these memories started flowing, especially yeah. from the Latino community because they had the most to say. <laughs> right, right. And maybe it's because that's that's my community. So that's what was being funneled mm-hmm. to me through my Facebook sure. and my Instagram. And I was really bothered about where some of us were in mm-hmm. our journey. Yeah. It's so bothered because I'm like, a few years ago, even now, from this Ohio story, you told me they don't want us here either. Yeah. So why right. are you just nuzzling up to your white savior like this when mm-hmm. they don't want you either mm-hmm. right so 
I feel like that's what inspired me to start writing. I started journaling about how all of this was making me feel. I included some of the journal entries in my book. Yeah. And it just kind of flowed from there. The words just kind of spilled out of me. I couldn't even control it. That's beautiful. It's funny because I I share a similar sentiment. I feel like that whole time period for me was like a great awakening, you know, Um, awakening to my own privilege, awakening to Uh, uh, my own experiences from family things that were normalized that aren't, you know, normal. Yeah. Um, And I think it, it was a time period where I began to truly like find my voice and my purpose, you know. Uh, so it, it's funny that, man, it, one, I think there's a there's a beauty in it. I mean, obviously, it was sparked by the tragedy of a, of a, of a black man being murdered yeah. in cold blood. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think, you know, in the grand scheme of things, you're seeing so many other people that are inspired now to use their voice and yeah. to advocate, uh, you know, for their community and to try and improve things in, in any way they can in their own circle, you know, which I think is such a beautiful, beautiful thing. Yeah, I feel like his death sparked an awakening for so many people yeah. almost like it was it was really for a purpose like it, it gives mm-hmm. me chills because i know god sends us here with plans yeah mm-hmm. and in the midst of his death in the midst of his death excuse me not the beginning mm-hmm. it's yeah. tragic it's tragic tragic for his family like why is it happening what is the purpose and then you just see right. this big snowball effect and that yeah. was a purpose his his legacy is living on through us through mm-hmm. his kids, through all the people yeah. caring and sharing these stories and just buckling down and advocating mm-hmm. and protesting and just taking a stand against things that have been wrong for a long time right. because of this one right. man. And yeah. then it started making us look back and be like, oh, there's not just one man. There's, he's on a list yeah. of yeah. a lot of people that yep. we cared about when it happened. But not mm-hmm. they didn't get this much light. So now let's go back and let's talk about Trayvon Martin again. Let's talk about Sandra right. Bland. What's up? What happened yeah. there? So it was just right. a big snowball effect. Yeah. Yeah. And in, in the most kind of beautiful, beautiful sort of way, I think, you know, it's funny. I, I think I, I got chills as well just kind of th- talking about that and thinking about that and like just. Man, there's definitely something greater at work, you know, yeah. uh, from that just kind of pulling the strings from and and man, just awakening us at the right times when needed, you know, and, and again, you don't ever want a loss of life. But at the same time, you kind of understand there's probably a plan greater, you know, and, and oh became a tool for, for that plan, which is a beautiful thing, you know. Yeah. Um, and and last thing I want to touch on, which is also, you know, an, an incredible piece of work that you're doing is the show on LATV. We have uh, Shades of Beauty, which, man, uh, challenges society's beauty standards. Yeah. I mean, let's let's talk about that. What does that mean for you? And and why the interest in, in being a part of a, a show like this one? I just, being a part of Shades of Beauty just overwhelms me because I really wish I could have been a part of something like that or seen it when I was younger. Yeah. Sure. I wish I could have seen it when I was younger and they were on season 20 instead mm-hmm. of season one mm-hmm. and two. You know what I'm saying? So right. It's just cool because it's I'm doing the thing I would have loved to see. Mm. And yeah. I feel like at first when they brought the, brought the idea to me, I was like, shades of beauty. I, yeah. I don't know if y'all know this, but I don't even wear makeup like that. I don't get my nails done. <laughs> I don't yeah. I do not do much of my right. hair. I just try to moisturize my hair. And there's, nothing, <laughs> there's nothing going on here. So I didn't yeah. really understand that first. And they're like, no, this is what we're talking about. This is what we're doing. I was like, oh, okay. Right. I, got, I, I can contribute. And I actually yeah. have something to share. And mm. I can I can see the way the world around me 
has shaped my ideas of beauty or the ideas yeah. of beauty of like my family and my friends. And right. I see the things that we feel like we have to do or the things that we're striving for. And I, I noticed mm -hmm. the wave of, all right, everyone's kind of chilling. I feel like no one really wanted this body type to, okay, Kim Kardashian's the blueprint. Okay. Right. Like I see the right. waves, right. you know? Yeah. So it's just cool that something that I really didn't think I, I could have any part of at first. I was like, yeah, is like right. actually a really heartwarming thing for me because I feel like it's necessary for everyone, not even like our up and coming generation watching, but the, the people that are our age that are kind of like going back and trying to reconstruct everything we've learned and be like, okay, right. we're taking this out, we're adding this in. Oh, this is good. We can leave <laughs> yeah. that there. Right. Necessary. Yeah, yeah. And I love that you you brought up like your initial idea of is like, I'm not that, you know, thing of, of like the makeup, right? Because it's also what what are you taught when you look at the Latin media space, right? Is oh like, my gosh. you know, people who are <laughs> these overly done up European looking women, yes. and, and like well manicured men and all this stuff, right? Like, so it makes you think like that's all that is supposed to be propped up there, right? Oh my gosh, uh, so yes. Or like that that's our the training. long straight hair, like Yes. We could yes. not cut our hair when we were younger. My my dad mm. cried when we cut our like a, a side bang, which is like right here. <laughs> and it's only this section yeah. of your hair. It's not like right. you still have the rest of your hair. You just have a little bang, right. a little embellishment. <laughs> he boohooed because women are supposed to yeah. have long hair. And I'm like, where's your hair at? Sure. What kind of hair are you supposed to have? <laughs> yeah, oh. it's, it's all that, that man, that, that training that we have, right? That generationally conditions us to think of yeah. a, a certain way. I, but I, listen, I, I love the, these conversations that we've been having. I, I, I love all the projects that you're a part of. You know, where can people follow you? They want to check out what you got going on. Give away the, the social links. Ooh. Give them the details on the book, all okay. that stuff. So you can follow <laughs> me on Instagram at yoi.apolinario where you can buy the book it's available on amazon um mm -hmm. but you can also purchase it on directly from my website at yoiapolinario.com slash shop and um y'all you can put this in the, in the show notes oh yeah okay because i got 27 letters in my name so these four, <laughs> <laughs> these four people out here i'm like <laughs> apolinario no, we'll put it We'll put it in the show notes. We'll make sure we got it in the YouTube description. Make it real easy for y'all to, to click a link and get to where you need to be. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> of course. Uh, Yoey, it's been great getting to, to meet you and have you on the show. And uh, and definitely, you know, when I'm out in L.A., we hopefully we can link up on on something, do some more content. I'd love to have yes. you back on at some point. Hit me up when you're out here. Got you. <laughs> I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Man, big shout out once again to my guest this week, Yoi Apolinaro, for hopping on. Love that conversation. Love her input and her energy. Her book, Café con Leche, is available everywhere right now. And check out the show notes of this episode. I'll be dropping a link for it in there so you can go check it out directly and purchase it from her. Show some love, some support. Now, with that said, let's uh, get y'all's take on one of these stories in our Ask a Gringo segment. But first, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. When you buy a new house, you might say, Shut the front door. Winning. No, seriously, shut the front door. We own this house now. But you actually need to say, Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. The local State Farm agent is there to help you choose the coverage you need. Welcome to my crib. <laughs> no one says that anymore, but I don't care. So just remember... 
Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Ask a gringo. All right, so for this week's Ask a Gringo segment, and we do this for each and every episode at DJ Drombos on Instagram if you want to be a part of these conversations, I ask y'all a different question, and this week it's related to the Bad Bunny story, him becoming a superhero in the Marvel Universe. And I just want to lighten things up a bit, man. I know there's a lot of heavy things to talk about in this world, but we're also able to have some fun, man, because there's a lot of beauty in this world as well. So... In that spirit, man, I asked y'all, what is a superhero power you'd like to have or a superhero you'd want to be? And I'm going to read a a couple different uh, answers that we've got on here. First things first, at A. Bjork says, laundry day, man. Every time I put my hand in the pocket of a pair of pants, Shazam, $20. That's a very practical, uh, a practical superpower that I think I could get behind. I would love for that to happen. That's that is one of the greatest joys in life. I don't care what point in life you're at. Uh, I mean, I can't speak to being extremely rich, but even if you don't necessarily need it, when you find a, a couple bucks in your pocket jacket or something like that that you didn't know was there, it is the greatest thing in the world, especially for me because I never carry cash on me. So anytime I, I get some and I don't have to go to the ATM is always uh, positive for me. Let's see. At Roja Legos says, teleportation because fuck traffic and fuck gas. That is a great point. I'm loving these practical powers that we're talking about right now because, uh, yeah, fuck traffic. I mean, I, it's, I mean, it's rare that I have to sit in traffic these days. I'm so fortunate. But the times that I do, I'm reminded of just how, man, terrible it is, but also how much of your your life and your mental health diminish by, because you're sitting in traffic. So I definitely fuck with that answer. Teleportation would be dope. No more plane tickets either, right? Like these expensive ass plane tickets. No more sitting on a plane doing all that stuff. I would love to be able to teleport to like Puerto Rico for a couple hours and like go grab breakfast somewhere or lunch and come back to my my job. That would be dope. Definitely. Let's see. Last one. At Bren J Life Coaching says speed like the flash so I could read faster. He can read fast and comprehend material. And that's actually interesting. A lot of people would say speed, but they would probably think of like being, you know, so fast that you can 
run a room and nobody would notice you're there, all of that and, and above. But the idea of being able to read fast, I think, would be an underrated um, addition to this idea of him being the fastest man alive, right? You don't think about that, but it's true. I would love to be able to ingest a ton of books at one time. I have a problem hoarding books. So this superpower would definitely be very beneficial for me. Uh, and I feel like uh, I would I would be far more of an evolved human being if I had that superpower. Now, thank y'all so much for participating in this week's Ask a Gringo segment. I think for me, I would love the ability to like freeze time. You know what I mean? Like pause time right here. Uh, because I, I think that's the one thing that is really frustrating. I don't know about y'all, but I'll be sitting here like, yo, where did the day go? I've gotten like one thing off of my to-do list done. And then I'm like mad at myself. And I'm trying to think like, what did I end up doing? And it's like, I didn't really do much. I like, you know, took a half hour to eat some lunch. I walked the dog, you know, a couple of times. And now the day is like gone. So it always feels like there's never enough time in the day. So I would love to be able to like hit pause in real time on life and be able to just kind of like take in more moments, uh, be able to give myself some extra time to finish things and and then have more time, obviously, as a result to spend doing the things that I love and hang out more with the people that I, I love. So I think that would be my my superpower, the ability to stop time. Also, when you're like about to react, if you're like in the middle of an argument, you could pause it and you could like give yourself the opportunity to calm down and come up with like a great comeback. We all do that in the shower. We're like four years later or while we're driving and we remember an argument we were having with somebody and we think of like the perfect comeback. Like this would be that, but in real time, which I think would be an amazing superpower, uh, at least just for your own ego, I guess. Now, with that said, thank you all so much for participating in the Ask a Gringo segment. Again, we do this each and every episode at DJ Dramos on Instagram if you want to be a part of these conversations. And man, with that said, let's wrap everything up that we've talked about today in a neat little bow in a segment we call Conclusion Stew. Time for Conclusion Stew. All right, so I know we we talked about most of this stuff at at great length, so I'm just going to kind of quickly do a little summary. I mean, when you talk about Puerto Rico and this, this Supreme Court ruling that they're not eligible for federal funds, I just think at the crux of it, at the center of it, it's just more proof that they don't see us as equals and never will see us as equals. And I think that the time has come for change to happen. Personally, I would love for independence to happen. But I think this in-between stage that we're in right now isn't working for anybody. It's kind of like that, you know, uh, relationship stage where you're kind of like still talking and it's like, they're your boo, but they're not your boo. You know, and you, and the, uh, you know, uh, stereotypically, the girl always asks like, so what are we? You know, and and it's just that same kind of thing. And it's like, listen, if they wanted to to wife us up, they had a hell of a long time to do so. So now it's time to to move on and 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 be, you know, doing our own thing. And I think we're more than capable of doing so. Now, when you talk about this racism that we see uh, with these kids in Ohio for speaking Spanish being attacked, it's just sad to see, but it's also further proof of like lived experience, right? I mentioned kind of some negative like comments I've gotten on podcast or social media or whatever it is and and it's people who refuse to see the lived experience and i think that's what a lot of these naysayers are are not able to kind of put their their head around you know it's the experience that that these people go through that we go through every single day that reminds us that we are in fact different you know and and i'm not even going to pretend to sit here that i've had it the same way as somebody who is uh you know not potentially white passing like i i am at times, you know, for, for certain people, you know, but I've still had my own experiences. And if I've had my own experiences, then anybody who is, you know, darker seen or more obviously Latino is always going to have, uh, you know, even more stories to tell. And you can't tell people about their lived experience. You know, I mentioned that 
contractor with the Confederate flag on their truck that my neighbor is using, like I genuinely had a feeling come over me, like a feeling of fear for my own safety. And I'm pretty sure that any white person, even the most woke one, would have recognized it as like, wow, that's really shitty and terrible. This dude in 2022 has that on his car, but it wouldn't evoke that feeling of fear. And that's what I'm talking about. You can't tell me about my lived experience. You can't tell me that, you know, uh, America is for all of us and I need to stop gaslighting or complaining when these are situations that I find myself in as a result of the actions of the people in this country and the history of this country. And then man ending on our guy, Bad Bunny. What more can you say, dude? Like, such an inspiration. I love Yoey's, um, you know, kind of breakdown of that, of, of when you see somebody like that from an area similar to yours that, that might look like you doing such incredible things, doing what they want. Man, it is so fucking inspiring. There's, there's a really dope documentary. I don't know the YouTube channel. I'll, I'll try to get a link in the show notes. I'm Bad Bunny and his whole story. But he's literally just a dude from a very small town in Puerto Rico you know, really humble beginnings and and to see all that he's turned it into. I mean, man, a Marvel character and not like a sidekick, like literally the fucking lead. And it's a Latin character. Oh, my goodness. It's just so many amazing things. This is going to knock down the door for so many other opportunities and the trickle down effect into hopefully society, you know, uh, trying to mend its old ways and starting to finally see us as as equals or at the very least us have more of a say when it comes to this power dynamic. But man, just incredible and, and absolutely beautiful to see and it just continues to give you hope you know in a world that oftentimes is quick to take that away so man such an inspiration shout out to, to bad bunny for literally just doing what he wants you know just like his album title just doing whatever he feels like it's just beautiful and so inspiring to see and with that said man thanks again to my guest yoey apelinado i feel like i keep saying it but check out that book cafe con leche when one of your own does something great, you have to go out there and support. So again, I'm going to put the link in the show notes. Show her some support on the release of this book. And man, that's it. I'll catch you all on Tuesday with a brand new episode. If you haven't yet, you've been listening to the podcast. I mean, I've seen the numbers. We get thousands and thousands of, of downloads every single episode. It really would help me out if you are fucking with the show to leave me a review, especially on Apple Podcasts, to leave a, a little comment on the show, give it the five stars, like all that stuff genuinely matters. And man, just uh, does help me out in the interim with everything when we're pitching the show onto, you know, getting spotlighted and things like that. That does help. And it takes two seconds to do. And I would genuinely be so appreciative if you could do that for me. So, man, if you can help me out, that'd be great. It's funny that the people who enjoy your your stuff tend to be quieter than the ones who uh, who hate on it for no reason. And that's just a sad fact of life uh, in general. When we see negative comments, they always ring louder than the positive ones. So. Man, just trying to offset some of the nonsense. I appreciate y'all again, and I'll see y'all on Tuesday with a brand new episode. Have an amazing weekend, and stay safe. Peace. Life as a Gringo is a production of iHeart's My Cultura Podcast Network. Voy a ponerme la vacuna Prevnar 20 porque estoy en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. La cual pudiera llevarme al hospital. Así que preguntaré sobre Prevnar 20. 65 años o más, puedes estar en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocócica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico acerca de vacunarte con Prevnar 20. Vacuna conjugada antineumocócica 20 valente. Una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocócica con una sola dosis. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones contra 20 cepas de la bacteria 
bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. El efecto secundario más reportado fue dolor en el área de la inyección. Para más efectos secundarios comunes e información completa de prescripción, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar 20 en español.com. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20. When you buy a new house, you might say, Shut the front door. Winning. No, seriously, shut the front door. We own this house now. But you actually need to say, Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. The local State Farm agent is there to help you choose the coverage you need. Welcome to my crib. <laughs> no one says that anymore, but I don't care. So just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.